my secondary love language did change. Did it change to margaritas? You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Annabelle and Christian. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Speaking Speaking your your language. This episode is brought to you by Serac Hammocks. We have a one of their two-person hammocks. It's called the Sequoia. Yeah. And it's been really great for us lounging around. Yeah. One of the upsides of RV life has definitely been spending more time outside. And Last week, we were celebrating our two-year anniversary, and we found a lake. Yeah. And it happened to be after work because we still work from the road. Right. And we were able to sling our Serac hammock between two trees that happened to be just like next to this beautiful, beautiful lake. Mm-hmm. And it was sunset. It was gorgeous. We were able to just lounge around and swing together and spend, you know, our two-year anniversary in <laughs> really in the way that we wanted to. Yeah. It, it was, was be- It was a beautiful evening. Yeah. Um, and just, we, uh, we had the whole like beach area to ourselves yeah which was really awesome and i think if we just had like chairs that would have been okay i mean it was well we were sitting on the rocks for a little bit and that was like super uncomfortable yeah and then this was a rocky beach not a sandy beach no it's not it was like actual i mean bigger than pebbles right there were actual rocks but we were able to enjoy it a lot more because we were above those rocks yeah (laughs) hammocks much more comfortable than sitting on rocks. <laughs> That's a tagline. <laughs> anyway, if you are in the market for a hammock, you can go to exploreserac.com. Serac is spelled S E R A C. And you can use the offer code SWEPT for $5 off your order of $25 or more. This is episode 46 of Swept Together, guys. I can't believe this is already 46. I know. It seems like not so long ago that we started. <laughs> That's true. I, actually, a year ago was when we started recording our first episodes. Yeah. Like we were in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Early and, July. Right. What? Early July? Oh, yeah. That's right. It mm-hmm. was early July. It was early July when we started recording. So. Yeah. Although we didn't launch until September. Right. We, we, we recorded our first episode in Mexico. On our first anniversary trip. Yeah. And then now we're at 46 46 week anniversary. No, 46 episode anniversary. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, this is the show where we talk about (laughs) (laughs) our anniversary, obviously, and um, learn how to make relationships work from following other successful couples. And we also talk about why being in business or and or traveling together with your significant other can make your relationship even stronger. Today we're continuing a conversation that we started in episode 44, where we talked about differences that we have in our personalities. In that episode... Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just looking at you. Can't I look at you with my eyeballs? Nope. Okay. In that episode, we talked about how being an introvert and an extrovert in a relationship together impacts 
our dynamic and wait, also wait, wait. do you mean being an introvert and extrovert at the same time yes how do you be an introvert and extrovert at the same time <laughs> you spend a lot of time talking to yourself <laughs> no we are opposites oh and so that obviously impacts our relationship dynamic but it also strengthens our relationship we think and so we you know talked it out in that episode which you can go back and listen to but we really liked uh kind of the the format and the conversation that that episode started so we decided to make it a little bit of a series i don't know how long it will be but at least at least a series of two So we're going to spend these episodes, as long as this series decides to last, talking about (laughs) our differences and how we navigate them. I feel like we're talking about our differences all the time, though. Not just, you know, I mean, like how we navigate our life and relationship. And and part of that is like our differences. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of inherent to a relationship, right? You're going to be, I mean, unless you're like dating yourself, which is... That's weird. Um, (laughs) You're going to be, you're going to encounter differences in the other person. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to that episode where we talk about being both an extrovert and introvert simultaneously, (laughs) you can go back to the archives at swepttogether.com and check out all the other episodes you might have missed. Or you could just listen on iTunes, Google Play if you have Android. Or the Stitcher app if you have, I don't know, Windows phones. I don't, <laughs> I I don't even know. I download Stitcher on whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so if you want to listen to those episodes, old episodes, go check them out there. Um, be sure to subscribe and review us. That would be awesome. And if you don't know how to review or subscribe, um, go to swepttogether.com slash share the love. And there are instructions there. If you don't know how to follow instructions, I I don't know. If you don't know, now you know. What? I don't know. What song is that? Is I that just, a One Direction song? I don't listen <laughs> to One Direction, so I would not know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, one of the first books that we actually read together when we started dating two years ago was The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And and just to be clear, when when you say when we read it together, it was I reading it to you. I was reading it to you. Right. But we were... Re- <laughs> I was listening to the audiobook. Slam poetry style, though. I was reading it slam poetry style. <laughs> wow. Five Love Languages, slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> it's very moving. Uh, Words yeah. <laughs> of affirmation. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we had actually both already read the book separately and several years prior, right? Yeah. And we just wanted to kind of like reread it together because we thought it was a good book yeah and we and were like this is maybe something that we should read together so that we in the framework of our relationship yeah gave us you know kind of an opportunity to talk about um how we receive love this is something that has become even more clear to us as we've put into practice our daily sweep up i don't know if you've 
notice this, but I've certainly noticed that like the answers that I give definitely fall into the categories of my primary or secondary love languages. Your primary love language being sleep and leaving you alone while you do it. Yes. <laughs> sleep is not one of the five love languages, but it is definitely one of my five love languages. <laughs> <laughs> well, the actually the the five actual love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, or gi giving gifts or receiving gifts, both, right? Well, giving... Giving gifts. Yeah, gift. Okay. And well, or I guess depends on which end you're yeah. talking about. Physical touch and acts of service. Yeah, and so those, I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory, um, but basically words of affirmation, if you... If you receive love in this language, that basically means that you like to hear nice things um, or read nice things from your partner. Quality time means, you know, spending, spending quality time together, distracted time together. Gifts is pretty self-explanatory. Physical touch is things like holding hands, hugs, sitting next to each other on the couch. Right. Um, you know, con any sort of contact sex actually i think he said that that's not really like what i mean that's part of it but like that's i need to reread this again like i think he said in the book like most guys read this book and then they're like well obviously my primary love language is physical touch because i just want to get it on all the time well yeah i remember that part of the book and he's like well that's not actually <laughs> what physical touch is about but um and then Acts of service is, you know, doing doing nice things or doing helpful things, supportive things for your partner. Can I also say that your impression of a guy is, <laughs> is super cute? Thanks. I love it. I mean, I do what I can. Well, anyway, so what's, let's go into our our specific love languages yeah and yours is words, words of affirmation i was gonna say words of affirmation <gasps> how did you know <laughs> we've never we talked, talked about, about this, this before <laughs> <laughs> words of affirmation so annabelle really likes to hear things nice things said to her about her mm -hmm. around her or ab of her yes is, um, did I use the right words? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, if I give you compliments and stuff, is that part of it, too? Mm-hmm. So, if you do something well, you want to hear that you did it well. Yeah. From me. Yeah. Or whatever, from from people. Right. Like, I, I like to hear things like, I love you out loud, or, you know, like, communicating verbally is kind of how I, you know, received love. Like when we first started dating, you would leave me these little like notes and write me cards and stuff. Yeah. And that really made me feel loved because then I, and especially like when it's written down, I can go back and look at it and be like, oh, look at that nice thing that that person thinks about me. That person being Wait. you. <laughs> that person? <laughs> well, I mean, just in general, like this is kind of true in all of my relationships. I've always enjoyed cards i have like boxes of of cards from people that i've saved 
written or spoken words are really like what feeds my love tank fills my love tank so what about what about if we just have conversation in general um like when we're talking like right now for example i mean i think i enjoy that but i don't think that really counts as words of affirmation Okay, so it's not just the fact that we're having conversation and it's that you like to hear nice things specifically said to you about you. Right, that makes me sound super conceited, but yes. No, I mean, I'm not saying that it's (laughs) it's just compliments. Yeah. You like compliments. You like hearing compliments because that makes you feel like, what, what does it make you feel like? Well... It just makes me feel, I don't know, like seen and appreciated. Like, for example, I guess, so there's a quiz that you can take um, to help you determine your love language if you've never. Yeah, it's it's in the book, it right? It's in the book. It's also on their website, I think. Yeah, the, we well, that's what I'm it. saying. Yeah, it's just the books, the books, the associated website right. for the five love languages. Right. Is And is there. so one of the things that they do is like, what makes you feel more loved, you know, when your partner buys you a gift, you know, or when your partner says, you know, you look wonderful in that dress. Yeah. And which one of those, like, makes you feel more loved? And for me, like, I feel most loved when I get, like, words. Yeah. I think if you... If you do, if you already know your love language, do you think that taking it again is just going to confirm what you already know? Because it's, you know, it's like really easy for those exactly the, right. you know, it's like a binary question. If would you rather have your partner tell you something good or would you rather have your partner give you a nice gift? And then if you already are familiar with the love languages, do you think it would be like, of course, I'm going to say... Confirmation bias? Or... Right, yeah. Because... And then you're going to be like, whatever. But if you change... I mean, does it change? Do you think it changes? Well, actually... I mean, people change, don't they? They do change. Um, Interestingly, I retook it, like, last week. Last week? Right. When we were talking about... Without telling me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell you everything I do on the internet. Well... Whoa. well we knew uh i knew we were going to be talking about this on the podcast so i wanted to go back and look at the quiz and i actually had a hunch that not my primary but that my secondary love language had changed and so i took the quiz again and i think the slower you take it maybe the more accurate you'll be because the slower yeah, you because... You mean, like, if you're just... If you look at the questions more well, intently? Well, like, if you, if... Well, if you, like, take the time to put yourself in the situation. Like, say I'm having a really bad day. What would make me feel more... Like, what would cheer me up the most? Would it be having you, you know, buy me a present? Would it be giving me a hug? Would it be, you know talking with me on the couch would it be telling me how wonderful I am would it be like washing the dishes so that I'm not stressed out you know like I think 
if you're like putting yourself in the like emotional position of the question as opposed to just being like oh that's words i'm gonna check that or oh that's oh you know what i mean i get i get what you mean um and so that's what i was i was trying to say is like if you already know what your right what your love language is then you might like just cruise through the quiz and be like that one is i would definitely go with that one whatever that is and i think um because they give you at the end of the quiz they don't just say you are this they they give you like a ranking a scored um like on a spectrum right so like they order you one through five yeah um and so i took it and my secondary love language did change did it change to margaritas Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no. It um, actually changed to acts of service. Acts of service? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my secondary. And... <laughs> what? I don't know why, but when you said acts of service, I pictured an axe. <laughs> <laughs> like He-Man or She-Ra. Like acts of service. <laughs> I have the power. I'm like really into the lumberjack <laughs> thing right now. Hey, we've been spending too much time in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I said acts of, of service. service. <laughs> Not to be confused with acts. The body spray. Body spray, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's actually now, I would say, my What second. was it before? Um, I think if you had asked me before, I would have said physical touch was my secondary. Yeah, I think, I think I remember you saying that. But I've noticed as I was listening to myself give all these answers during um, the sweep up, I was noticing that I was saying, you know, it really made me feel loved when you did this or when you helped me with this or when you... And I was like, hmm, I wonder if maybe my love language has shifted a little bit. But I also think that you're... One of the ways that you show love to people is through acts of service. And so maybe I'm just like... Are you talking about me? Or one of... Yes, I'm talking about you. Oh, I thought you meant you in a general sense. Oh, no, like you specifically. Oh. Okay. I think one of the, well, at least I've observed one of the ways that you show love to people is by doing things for them and helping them. And so maybe I've just with like. With my acts of service. With your acts of service, yeah. <laughs> You're kind of like Thor, except. <laughs> with an axe. With an axe instead of a hammer. <laughs> um, so I don't know, maybe I'm just like. After two years of being with you, I, like, receive love that way because you give love that way. Ooh, but I also give you love by tickling you. That is not a way that I receive love. (laughs) Actually, I think physical touch was, like, on the bottom. Of your feet. Of my... (laughs) Of my five of the five. You don't like me touching the bottom of your feet? Not even a little bit. (laughs) But anyway... Was my primary love language, was it difficult for you to learn how to speak my language? I, I don't think so. I mean, 
I talk a lot already. <laughs> and I mean, I give, I'm giving you compliments isn't that hard. You're very easy on the eyes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's not hard to compliment you. I don't, I don't feel like that anyway. It's not, and I don't like have to think about ways to compliment you or like, I don't really even have to say, or I don't find it difficult to say I love you. Yeah. Obviously. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, were you I've never were you like intentional at the beginning of our relationship with like yeah well, all the notes you, and stuff that you would write me like yeah was that, that because was, you knew my love language yeah or? because you said this is what you wanted this is what you like to hear or this is the way in which you receive love so then I was like okay <laughs> I'll do that because you said that that's the way you do it it works and then it's like as we got to know each other then it just confirmed even more just because like at the beginning i didn't know like everything about you right so i just went with what you told me right because that's what (laughs) i trusted you to tell me the truth about yourself (laughs) yeah so then that's what we did or that's what i did Mm -hmm. because then it made it 10 times easier for me to figure out things about you that's true and then like since you you um, reacted positively to those things and I just kept doing it. And then I guess just continuously doing it makes it even easier. Right. That's to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just wondering because sometimes it's like, generally speaking, we have like a tendency to give love in a certain way. And usually it's the language we speak, but sometimes it's a different one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, gifts is my probably at the bottom of my totem pole or it's not even existent because I'm like, whatever, gifts. So if you were a gift person, that would be hard for me because I would be like, I just think giving gifts is not something I I know how to do very well. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, I mean, I'm not inspired at any point, you know. Right. There might be, I mean, every once in a while in a very blue moon or something, and it's it's never intentional. If there was a some shared moment or memory that we had and it was funny and then right. I found something that might remind us of that, mm-hmm. then I might pick it up or whatever and be like, ha-ha, remember this time? <laughs> I suck at giving gifts. Yeah, well, gifts is also very low on my, on my hierarchy of gifts. I think it's second from the bottom. So. Good, because I don't... <laughs> yeah. So it works for us because yeah. neither of us find it very important. Um, right. I mean, we do things for each other. There have been times where you've given me really thoughtful gifts. Um, but yeah, it's not like a foundational part of our relationship. Yeah. But it works for it works for us because neither of us prioritize that. Right. I mean, so. like, I think that my most inspired gift is this thing that's sitting behind me in the RV right now. Yeah, that's this true. Is, so I gave Annabelle for, for a Christmas last year. 2016 um an engagement ring yes that wasn't a gift though (laughs) why is it sitting behind you (laughs) just kidding that wasn't the gift but the gift was a um a a wooden cutout of a um a sound wave yeah and an audio wave because i'm the one that does all of our editing and so i work with the audio waves or whatever and i decided to record myself saying I love you, Annabelle. And it 
you know, I, I like printed it out and then I, you know, traced it on some wood and then I cut it and more accurately, I had someone else cut it because they had the tools to, <laughs> and I, you know, mounted it on another piece of wood and then painted it and stained it. And then that was her Christmas present. And, you know, because I thought it's a word of affirmation, except in a physical form. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty fantastic gift. One of the best gifts I've ever gotten. That was inspired because we did the podcast and that was just something I was, you know, I I wasn't thinking about it necessarily. It was just inspired because, you know, we were doing a podcast together. Don't expect that much inspiration for future gifts. (laughs) That's okay. Like I said, it's not, it's not my primary love language. So yeah, it's all right. What's... We've talked about my primary love language. What's your primary love language? Mine is quality time. The thing is that even though in the book it says, you know, quality time is like undistracted and, you know, you can't be. He gives an example of a, a father playing with a ball with his like son. And the father is like gives the son an undivided attention and um, isn't like on his phone talking or whatever. And that is the example of quality time because Mm -hmm. it's like undivided attention. It's the emotional connection that's being created, not by the activity of, you know, the ball throwing or whatever. It's just that the fact that they're together and they're bonding. Yeah. But for me, I don't, I mean, we could be, working at a coffee shop together and I would be still, I would still be fine with that. And, you know, I mean, not all the time that that's, I'm not saying that that's the only way that I want to spend time with you. And I call it quality time by just being in close proximity. It's just that to me, that can be one way of quality time. Yeah. You know, I mean, like if we went to the movies together, you know, mm-hmm. on a date or whatever, that's fine with me too. You know, watching a movie because we watched, you know, we watched a movie the other day. Um, what movie was it? The um, the Blue Planet movie. Oh yeah. I like spending time with you that way. Yeah. Even being on this RV trip together, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time together. We've had a lot of quality time. It's true. So I mean, like my love tank is totally full. <laughs> You know, I mean, being you went away one weekend mm-hmm. to go and hang out with your friends for a bachelorette party. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like you were gone for two days and it was like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like super sad that you were gone. But then after, you know, on Sunday, I was like ready for you to be home because <laughs> I wanted to be with you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, you left on Friday, but, you know, that was, that was like enough time. Yeah. Well, if I think back to the beginning of our relationship, I would say that I could definitely see, like, your interest in doing things together based on, like, our first few dates and interactions. What do you mean? Well... You know, like within the first month, 
Um, we like went to a salsa dancing class and we went rock climbing and we did a camping trip and that was all like before we even were officially a couple. And then, you know, we also spent a lot of time like on the phone talking to each other. Yeah. And I remember that. So I think, I mean, that was like your, you know, your desire for quality time and like our doing things together. Yeah, I was mean, like demonstrated in the way that you, you know, planned dates, I guess. Yeah. Well, the other one thing that he talked about in the book was the dialects. Mm-hmm. So there are different dialects for each of these love language. And one of them was, was it quality conversation? Yeah. Right? So quality conversation, talking about, I mean, not just like, what did you do today? How's the weather? That kind of thing. Like when we first talked on the phone or when we were first dating, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to leave after our second date. I left because I had a trip planned mm-hmm. to go hang out with my family for the 4th of July. And so the week leading up to 4th of July, I left and I was basically gone for like, what, like nine days Yeah, I think or so. something like that. And, um, and I left right after our second date Mm -hmm. and you know i wasn't ready to like leave you (laughs) or i want i wanted to spend more time with you and so i think like every day we talked for quite a while on the phone yeah yeah Mm -hmm. each day or something you know yeah and i remembered that you you were spending some time with your friends and they had terrible cell service or your your cell phone was like not working where they were at it was because you were like in the, in the basement oh yeah that's right or something and the in the in the basement you know obviously was not good cell service yeah and so we had to like facetime each other but you like facetimed in the dark <laughs> that's right because you were sleeping not, yeah. sleep, not sleeping you were just i was late at night right we use FaceTime as a and way I was to just talk. Hanging out in the basement in the dark. I was staying. Because you're a weirdo. I was staying with friends, and they happened. Their guest room happens to be in the basement. Right, and their internet was better than their cell service, so FaceTime was better than yes using conventional yeah calling. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> but something that I like noticed about you right from the beginning was how you. Like, we're very good at asking questions. And you could just ask questions for, like, hours. That's part of the quality conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that even, even says Dr. Gary Chapman in the book, he even says something like that. Asking questions not from, like, a just a surface level thing, but, you know, something more, I know, deep. Mm-hmm. And so that's... I don't know. I guess I just wanted to know more about you. (laughs) And so that's why I wanted to ask all those questions. So then when you understood me being a quality time person, was it hard for you to navigate that? I think that answer is like a little bit yes and a little bit no. In some ways, as like as an introvert, we don't really like small talk. 
It wasn't small talk though. Right. That's what oh. I'm saying. Like we, okay. I would rather like go deep with somebody. And sometimes I have this problem where I like maybe go like too deep with people too quickly and they get like freaked out. What do you mean? Well, like friends, for example, like if I'm making friends, I don't want to- For the th- first time? Yeah. Like I don't want to talk about the weather. Okay. I want to talk about like stuff that matters and, you know, like maybe struggles that I'm facing or, you know, things that matter to me. Right away? Yeah. I mean- Like even at like cocktail parties? Obviously, I know how to engage in small talk. And so there are contexts where I'll do that because it's, you know, the socially acceptable course of action. But I think, like, I tend to like relationships that that dive deep. And so to a certain extent, I was like, oh, this is great because this is a person who, like, wants to have real conversations and, like, doesn't just want to be like, how are the Rockies doing? Maybe more, like, surface-level chit-chatty stuff. But people might not open up to you that easily. Right. I mean, I guess I did. I don't know. But it was in, you know... Well, I figured because you were asking the questions, it wasn't like I was like, hey, we're going to talk about such and such. You were asking me these questions. And so I was like, well, you know, I might as well tell him what I actually think because... At that point, especially, like, we weren't that, you know, we hadn't been seeing each other that long. So it's like, well... Like a week. Right. <laughs> so it's like, either he's going to be like, I don't want to have anything to do with this, or, you know, we were going to continue, and that was fine, because um, we did. But I think, you know, your desire for quality conversation kind of matched with my, you know, kind of, like, introvert desire for like deep meaningful relationships yeah and so i think that was a good fit um i think kind of on the flip side it did get overwhelming at some points i was overwhelming no just this is kind of hard to explain to extroverts introverts will know this there's like certain <laughs> there's certain people that like when you've really when you've reached like a level of emotional intimacy with a person, they stop draining you as much. Like spending social quality time with them like isn't as exhausting because you already have that like kind of foundation of intimacy. Okay. Now that we're we've been in relationship for two years, I can spend twenty four seven with you and not feel at all exhausted or overwhelmed by too much time interaction interaction okay but at the beginning of our relationship it was like we'd have these long like really deep conversations and we'd have them like every night of the week and so it was like i enjoyed them but then i was also like very tired because of that the emotional energy spent yeah like as an introvert yeah so it so it was like in some ways it fit really well and in some ways i like you know, there was like a, a curve of me getting comfortable with the amount of time we were spending together. And yeah. then, so, and I think sometimes still we have conversations. I mean, you talked about it last week on the show. We will have conversations and I'll kind of just like reach my limit and be like, I need to, 
I need to have my like thinking time now. <laughs> um, I'm not always great at communicating that. I could be better, but, but yeah, I think that's you know, and that's something that I'm mindful of giving you undistracted time because I can get very distracted by things, and so. Yeah, because I definitely like even if we're if we're talking or whatever, and then sometimes you're on your phone. That does kind of annoy me, <laughs> because it seems like you're not, you know, really there. Mm-hmm. when we're talking about stuff but then if we're if we're working and there's you know that's like that's what we're doing right. then that's fine if you're on your phone and doing stuff right that's fine i don't care <laughs> or mind yeah that's not you know that's still good time for me but then if we're talking and there's stuff on the phone then that's when i'm like what the hell babe <laughs> i don't even say that just yeah kidding. but yeah so I'd, I'd say that there's probably been more of a transition for me adjusting to you know your love language and being aware of you know giving you my undivided attention but yeah it is something that I try to pay attention to so learning a new language can be challenging right mm-hmm. how did you learn mine was that something that you were already comfortable doing the spending time yeah I mean I would say quality time is kind of like in the middle of my pile, I guess. It's number three. So I do enjoy like spending, you know, spending time with the people that I love. But yeah, I think me learning to, you know, set boundaries around the things that distract me from our relationship. I think the road trip has been really great because we've been doing more things together, especially like outside of cell service and right you know it helps to just have that you know kind of undivided time together yeah so yeah I think just being aware of what your love language is and knowing that it can be maybe a weakness of mine that I'm you know kind of like a multitasker and and get easily distracted that like you know things like not watching TV or, you know, setting boundaries with my phone. Those are things that help me be more present for you and learn, you know, learn to speak your love language better. Yeah. And like also being, I guess, communicative about it. And we we did it in a way that was very intentional, I guess, because we actually read the book to each other. Yeah i.e. I read it to you. Yeah. And it was, you know, that, and then we talked about it mm-hmm. together. So it wasn't like a big, you know, it wasn't like a big production for us to to learn about each other's language. Mm-hmm. But if I could see where if you didn't, you know, if we hadn't talked about it, mm-hmm. or rather if we hadn't read the book and discussed, then, you know, it would be beneficial to have, actually said hey i know about this thing this like framework of the five love languages and here's mine it's just a way to you know understand me better right so that's probably you know one thing that people can do yeah take time to learn your love language and ask your partner what theirs is and one of the ways that we do that is through the sweep up do you want to do the sweep up sure what made you feel loved today? It made me feel loved 
that we, after a long day of driving, because we are in the middle of somewhere, Montana. Actually, we're in the middle the of... The geographic center of the Montana. The geographic middle, the heart of Montana, <laughs> as they say, in Lewistown. Lewistown. We're in Lewistown at a rest stop. And we've been we've been spending a lot of time in rest stops, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this um, is a glamorous life. Yes, and um, we drove for I don't know how long, six or seven hours, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. We drove through. It was like three hundred and like twenty five miles today, and then we're gonna do the same thing tomorrow to get to our next stop mm-hmm. near Theodore Roosevelt National Park. And I was feeling tired after we ate. I was like, hey, can we just take a nap? And you were like, all right, let's take a nap. <laughs> and so... Hashtag that, quality time. Right. And that's all I needed to do. Just take a, you know, like a little 30-minute power nap. Mm-hmm. And you you took a 30-minute power nap with me. <laughs> and that made me feel loved. You're welcome, baby. What made you feel loved? It made me feel loved that you... Just every time we have a driving day, it makes me feel really loved that you drive our house. Um, I know it's like a big thing, literally, figuratively. <laughs> um, it's a 36-foot RV, 36 guys. 36-foot RV. And I know that especially with the new job that you have going on, like there's a lot more demands on your time. And it just like really means a lot to me that you are, you know, doing everything that you're doing to make sure that we have this amazing trip. And uh, it made me feel really loved. You're welcome, babe. And what made you guys feel loved uh, today or this week? Let us know on our show notes, swepttogether.com slash episode 46. And if you enjoyed the show, um, please share us with your friends, your family, your significant other, your rest stop neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) If you happen to be at a rest stop like we are, (laughs) tell them to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. You can also reach out to us on social media. We are pretty much everywhere at Swept Together. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Swept Together. And once you're done listening to this episode, we would be super grateful if you would go over to iTunes or your podcast app and leave us a review. So in closing, you know, the five love languages is just a small framework that Mm -hmm. you can kind of use to help understand each other. I mean, of course, we as people are far more complicated than just like five facets of things. But it's just like one way of figuring each other out. And the more ways that we can understand each other, I think the better. Yeah, the more tools you have to be yeah, able that's a way to... Good, that's a good way of putting it, baby. Um, to connect with the person you love, the better. Yeah. So go take that quiz. We'll link to it on the show notes. Mm-hmm. And then you can figure it out. If you don't already know, or if you haven't taken the quiz in a long time, which I haven't taken the quiz in a long time, maybe I should do it too. Um, go to the site and take it and then you guys can talk to each other about, you know, your results, Mm -hmm. your primary and secondary and tertiary, quaternary, quintanary, 
That's five. Okay. <laughs> well, we are really thankful uh, for all of you for listening in this week. We really appreciate your support, your comments, um, and just your interaction with us on social media. We uh, and in the real world uh you guys are just the best of the best until next week we love Love you guys. Alrighty. Do 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 do. It's hot as balls. It's quite warm. One. Ooh. What? Your feet are cold. My feet are sweating. Ugh. Breaking news: We've moved into a helicopter. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just looking at you. Can't I look at you with my eyeballs? Nope. You're on airplane mode. Yes, I know. I know. Thank you. You stupid ass helicopter. He's like a little raccoon. Trash panda. He's like a little trash panda. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ.